Feel overwhelmed when you read research papers? Think research is being conducted in labs far, far away? Well, tune into the Almanac Thursdays from 12 to 12.30 p.m. where we interview McMaster graduate students about their research. You learn about important research that's happening right on campus. Learn about what the guests did before research, how they got involved in academia, and what kind of impact their research can have on you. The Alamac is covering it all from Thursday 12 to 12.30 p.m. on 93.3 CFMU, redefining radio in your community. Hello, and welcome to the Almamac. I'm your host, Adam, and we are recording on the traditional territory shared between the Haudenosaunee Confederacy and the Anishinaabe Nations, which was acknowledged in the Dish with One Spoon wampum belt. And we have a very special show for you today, like we always do. I'm in the studio alone, surprisingly, um, but I have something pre-recorded. I talked to Carmen, uh, you might remember Carmen, my lab mate, um, and I just caught up with her about the, the stuff that she was doing uh, doing this summer uh, and what she's, she's doing uh, at the end of September. Um, she's doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, me, I've been... Uh, <laughs> I started TAing. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff that you get to experience when you're TAing. Um, I think I might talk about it a little bit later this uh, semester, but one of the cool courses I get to TA is called uh, Big Questions. It's an astronomy course, and actually Carmen is my head TA. And my job, it's a pretty sweet job. One hour a week, I hang out with the, pe- uh, the people in my tutorial, and I just you know chat about big questions. So one of the big questions we had this week was, should we colonize the solar system? Um, so I'm going to leave you with that question. Uh, and maybe if you have some opinions on that, you can tweet them at me at, at Adam Forte on Twitter, or you can you know send us an email, almamac at mcmaster.com. Um, but while you're thinking about that, maybe I can uh, introduce you to Carmen. So here we go with a pre-recorded interview with Carmen. Okay, well, welcome to the Almanac. This is a special episode and it's not being recorded in the studio. I'm with best office mate <laughs> Carmen. Hi. And we are in a cafe. Not in the office. Not in the office. Um, yeah, so we're at Ark and Anchor and we're going to talk about some of the stuff Carmen's been doing this summer and going to be doing this September. Yes. <laughs> um, so no, it's good. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this, not this Sunday, but the next coming Sunday, I'm going to be taking part in Soapbox Science, which is which is um, an outreach event where essentially we take scientists to the public. Uh, this is going to be held at the Toronto Waterfront, That's and it's teaming up with Word on the Street Book Fest. So it's kind of this awesome combination of both science and literacy all in one place so get your nerd on (laughs) Um, and and go check it out Um, so it's run by primarily by science exchange which is or sci exchange which is an outreach focused group at Ryerson University I believe Um, and it's essentially you get a bunch of scientists and they we, we stand on soap boxes and give our spiel for an hour um, and people can co- are welcome to come in and ask us questions. Um, we usually have demos to come to take a part in, and it's really really fun. Um, f- 
first question, is it an actual soapbox? Also, what is a soapbox? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were using something similar to milk crates. But ah, it's, okay. <laughs> I don't know if they're actually using soapboxes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so, I will let you know. Okay, good. Thank you. So you're doing this, and you're talking about the research, effectively the research you do in our lab. Yeah, so um, we've talked about a little bit about what we do in our lab before, um, but we typically work with soft matter. And I believe the title of my talk is Squishy Physics, Observing Complex Physics Through Everyday Phenomena, or Everyday Observations. So essentially I'm going to be talking about Silly Putty and how why it's really cool, and toothpaste, and why that's really cool. <laughs> Do kids still get silly putty when they're young? I don't know. I don't even like. I barely was. They still sell silly it putty. at the dollar store. Yeah. I'm sure. Toothpaste for sure. Toothpaste though. for sure. Everyone uses toothpaste, and kids definitely use ketchup. <laughs> not as toothpaste. Not as tooth. I hope not as toothpaste, and I hope everyone has seen toothpaste before, or use it and use it every day. Yeah, probably. Preferably, preferably twice a day. That's what I hear. Is you're supposed to do that? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I believe it. It sounds like big tooth. <laughs> um, right, so that you're doing this co coinciding with the book festival. Yeah. Um, you're not necessarily related to the book festival, it's just going no. to, you know. We're just using their crowd. We're using their... Thank you. Adam just got his coffee. It's a very nice coffee in a very nice location from a very nice man. <laughs> Go to Arkin Anchor. <laughs> So you're using the book festival crowd. Yeah. I think that's going to be a really receptive group. Yeah, I'm, there's, supposed, there's going to be lots of families there, lots of little kids who hopefully are really interested. And also just because a lot of people use the Toronto waterfront to go on runs and just walk around, mm -hmm. so hopefully we'll get some of those people as well. Are you going to like bring some Gatorade to people running by? <laughs> Get them to stop. Hey, you must have, we're supposed to work on our hooks. Ooh. I have not yet worked on my hook. You should make some lemonade. Hi, do you want some lemonade? It doesn't have anything to do. <laughs> it's fluid. It's a simple fluid. Yeah. Um, so you're doing silly putty, toothpaste, etc. So mm -hmm. these are these seem like a particularly good displays for this kind of event. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really hard to strike the balance between. So I was thinking about doing making oobleck, which is the cornstarch and water mixture that acts really cool and acts like a solid if you hit it. Um, but people who have done this before have suggested that you want to have a demo that is engaging and hands-on, but not so engaging that it derails your your talk. Mm. Because it's I'm I'm assuming that they're going to end up if I bring a, a tub of cornstarch, there's just going to be kids on the ground playing with the cornstarch and making a mess rather than listening to the science. Yeah, you'll just be supervising them playing exactly. with, your, with exactly. your toys. So I think that was a really good call on their end. Yeah, that's and fair. We, yeah, we've had a lot of coaching in terms of how to how to make how to craft a good talk. So there's gonna be a bunch of you then. Um, yeah. and some soapbox veterans. Any yeah. any particularly interesting ones that you think we should check out, or? Um, so there's going to be one one person from U of T who also works at the, the Royal Ontario Museum, and she looks at she. Thank you. Adam now has gotten his delightful, box. delightful box of things. 
Um, and she looks at this, the breastbone of dinosaurs slash birds, and she looks at kind of how do breastbones function because everyone has a breastbone, but ours are really weird looking and just kind of flat, where birds and dinosaurs have much more um, necessary breastbones because they actually use their, that's where they're all their flight muscles attached to my understanding. And so she's studying it like, how does the shape of the breastbone affect flight? Okay, and this she this person's partnered with the ROM, yeah. I believe. Okay, so really you're, cool. you're actually gonna see some bones. Hope, she's hoping to bring some bones, okay. but it depends on allowing it out of the museum. But right. in that case, you, if it really interests you, you can also just go visit the ROM. Yeah, and that's something that I've been meaning to do for so long and just never get around to it. I never it's think excellent. to do it. Yeah, I, I should make a special trip. trip. Yeah. Make a day of it. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. And uh, I, I should also plug that there's two other McMaster scientists going. Um, so Dr. Laura Parker, she's in the, also in the physics and astronomy department, and she, but she looked, is a professor looking at galaxy formation, and I'm, I think that's what she's going to be talking about. It's either that or dark matter. Okay, I've seen her do the, 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 dark, matter. the dark matter stuff for public outreach. Yeah, um, so that should be really interesting. And then the other person is Jennifer Williams. I think she's from kinesiology. Okay, I don't think I know her. Let me just... Uh, Quick Let me just. Uh... Yeah, her her topic is stress exercise hormones, the inner workings of the cardiovascular system. Oh, so if you want to cool. hear about your heart and all the veins that <laughs> that come off of that, <laughs> uh, many, many, there are many. Like four big ones for sure. You could probably learn about how to become a better athlete with her. Probably. Cool. Well, that sounds really exciting, and that's happening 26 on September 22nd. 22nd. Yeah. Okay. And it runs from from noon to two. Okay. Cool. Um, so I won't be able to be there. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but uh, I think everybody listening to this will be there. They they phoned in earlier and said that they would oh, be there. Oh, that's very kind. Yeah. Come see me in a lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have to wear a lab coat? Yeah, it's part of the deal is that scientists have to wear a lab coat. Scientists are always wearing lab coats. All the time. Where are you, gonna, where are you gonna get a lab coat? I think they give it to me. Oh, okay. Which is good. Good. Because I don't think I've ever had to use it. Imagine having to go out and buy a lab coat just <laughs> to have a costume. Yeah. I think there's one in our lab. I think there's one in our I've lab. I've seen a floor too. around. Wear goggles too. Yes. Silly putty. It's dangerous. <laughs> I still have to go pick up some silly putty. Ah, uh, I think I have some in the office. I was gonna give it away. Oh. Mm, can't have that then. Um, what? Shoot, what was I gonna say? There's another thing. Right. Um, something you might throw in if it's a, uh, a coinciding science book thing. Phone books. True. Interleave some phone books. We talked yeah. about this on the show last week. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Yeah, that would be fun. That would be a fun topic. My plan was so my original plan for this, for my talk was just to have like three different things in front of me mm. and be like, which one do you want me to talk about? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, but like, they have a lecture. Yeah, not it sounds like they kind of want it to be more of a like a planned out talk that you just rotate through over and over again. Oh, but I was thinking that I might just three small ones. Fear from that. Yeah, that's fine. I yeah. think that's probably better idea. Yeah, because that keeps me from getting bored as well. Yeah. I'm just imagining like you're in halfway through your, your 
pre-written speech type thing, and somebody shows up and they're like, well, is it alright if I start over? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, from what I'm supposed to from what I understand, we're supposed to like repeat ourselves a lot and like go re-go over topics in case people show up. Yeah. Which is why I was thinking like having three smaller ones would be better because that's a two-minute spiel instead of a ten-minute spiel. Yeah, and these are things that you're so familiar with that like you will think of new things to say about them or like yeah. different ways of saying it and yeah. you can keep yourself entertained. I was also hoping to do the Cheerios effect, um, but they get soggy if they're in there all day. <laughs> Gross. But. I might still try and do that anyway. Yeah. yeah, it's an easy one to set up. Yeah. And easy for people just to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's reiterate. Soapbox Science. Toronto Waterfront. Yes. September 22nd. Yes. From? Noon to 2. Noon, noon to 3. Noon to 3, okay. Because they're an hour. I was going to say 9 a.m. till... <laughs> 5 p.m. Okay, noon till 3 a.m. Yeah. You'll be there. Woman from the Realm will be there. Yeah, Laura Parker will be there. Laura Parker will be there. Jennifer Williams will be there. All the heavy hitters, from Midgaster at least. <laughs> One of my friends answered the tweet with doubleheader of my dreams. <laughs> Book fest. I mean, like, what else could you want? What else are you going to do on Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. Sunday? Sunday. I thought it was Saturday. No. Okay, so the good thing we went over this. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, what else are you doing on Sunday? You're reading books anyway. Yeah, might as well do this some new ones. You'll also be able to like meet all your favorite Canadian authors. They'll be there. Yeah. I heard Stephen King might be there. <laughs> Cannot confirm nor deny. There's also lots of free stuff. If that's up your and cheap books. Is that the if that's your thing. Um, so that's coming up, but you did some pretty cool stuff this summer too. Yeah, so I did a lot of traveling, and I think maybe the, the most exciting one was that I was invited to the Lindau Nobel Laureate Conference, um, which sounds really fancy. It does. So are you a Nobel Laureate now? No. So the, the, the way that the conference works is that they, they pick one of the subjects that the Nobel Prize is awarded for, and this year it was physics, and then they essentially go and gather a bunch of what they call deem young scientists. So <laughs> anywhere from <laughs> uh, undergrads all the way up to uh, early stage, like young faculty members oh, okay. are invited to, or are invited to apply to attend this talk. Right, so young career-wise. Exactly. Okay. Um, and so it, it's kind of this really engaging and inspiring environment I thought you were about to say awkward environment. I mean, it was a little awkward too, but that always comes with meeting people. <laughs> so it's effectively, so how, is this an international thing? or yeah. just Okay. So it's held in Lindau, Germany, but they get people, I think they said that they had 68, no, they had 58 countries. Oh, wow. Okay. Represented. I thought this was 100% associated with uh, your scholarship. But that's why you were put forward. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so this was in Germany. Yeah. This was 58 countries. So how many Nobel laureates did you meet? Me personally. <laughs> yeah. Was there like a passport stamp system that? No, there wasn't. But I think there were 30 laureates there. Okay. Um, and about 600 young scientists. Okay. And. Donna Strickland was there. Donna Strickland was there. Which is pretty cool. That was pretty cool. You I both travel from, you know, southern Ontario to Germany to meet each other. Yeah, and Art McDonald was also there. Um, and we had like a little Canadian lunch at one point. So all the uh. Canadian young scientists and Donna and Art got together and we had a really great talk on science policy in Canada and oh, cool. looking at trying to get 
well, we kind of went two ways with it. One was like to get to branch into having it, this national outreach kind of group because we all know each other now, and I met some really cool Canadian young scientists, um, and so now we have a network across Canada of ways to work on bringing science to the mm-hmm. public, as well as looking at um, funding science and science policy regarding particularly fundamental science, since right. that's what both Art and Donna got their Nobel Prize in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of people in Canada that want to do science outreach type things, mm-hmm. but there's no real like, overarching system for them to like, be a part of. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's just spread all over the place. Yeah. It's really, really nice to centralize it in a way. Yeah, and it's really, it's hard to, to branch out from beyond just your university. So mm-hmm. if you change universities, you're going to have to find the new outreach group. Yeah. And even within like public outreach versus kids outreach versus all the other kinds of outreach you can do. Yeah, and it's like, at McMaster at least, it's it's encouraged, but it's not really, like, really encouraged, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a struggle to get funding. People are happy regularly. that you do it, but they don't really want to help you necessarily. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, we, we should be able to fix that, I think. Yeah. Donna can help. Donna can help. <laughs> Once she gets finished getting asked to give a talk every day, essentially. Oh, yeah. It was really funny because I asked them if their lives had changed after getting the call, like yeah. the Nobel Prize call, and they were like, everything has changed. Oh my god. It's like, they go from being these scientists working in the lab, um, like, with their team, or struggling to get funding, and now they have all of this press, all of this attention, and they have a voice now, and I think both of them are very conscientious of the fact that they are listened to. That's good. Yeah. And their travel must be insane. Yeah, that's weird. You're like... Eh. You're getting an award for your outstanding research, and now basically you can't do it anymore. Yeah, and now you're essentially ambassadors for science. They like force you to retire. Yeah. Oh yeah. well. And like some of them embrace that. Some of like you could tell which of the, the laureates were really into, you know, talking with young scientists and like hearing what they have to say, and then other ones were there, but they kind of just wanted to be by themselves. Right. So yeah. what was the the main goal of the uh, the conference? So their motto is. Um, Educate, inspire, and connect. Okay, vague. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess the goal is to. So a lot of the time was having the the laureates come up and give their half hour talk on either what they got their Nobel Prize in or what they're currently working on or something like that. Okay. Um, they also had like different break off sessions into like. Um, so th- there would be these kind of ask a, ask the, the laureate panel sessions where they would just essentially stay at the front and field any questions that they got. Okay. So this really sounds like a networking conference. It's very much a networking conference. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I would say, like, apart from, like, hearing all these inspirational stories, maybe the most, I guess, inspiring to hit that second point um, was talking with all of the the other young scientists Mm. because they come from such a wide variety of backgrounds and some of them are, are themselves really, really inspiring. That actually sounds more useful. Yeah, I mean, like making a network with people that are still that are my peers is perhaps more interesting than. Yeah, you can read about all the yeah, Nobel exactly. Laureates. But like, I met someone that's really cool from Ireland who um, has done everything from stilt walking 
to science outreach and has just defended her PhD. Oh my god. Yeah. I feel like people in grad school are so weird. Everybody seems to find like their niche yeah. weird thing. <laughs> we should really talk to the uh, the joggler on the track. Joggler, yeah. <laughs> I, I see her all the time. <laughs> it's like I know who you are, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really cool. Um, any big takeaways from meeting all these Nobel um, Nobel people? Probably that they're just like us but older. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, like. Kind of what surprised me was that they're pretty much just, I mean, I always had the stereotype of like, Nobel Laureate fits in the box of old white man, and they're all the same in that box. Right. But then obviously meeting them, they all have different personalities. <laughs> <laughs> There's different flavors of old white man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. What was I going to say? Um... I feel like this is probably going to be where I cut for a little bit. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, right, okay, so I guess like you, you had access to all these Nobel people, mm -hmm. but um, maybe not all of them are like trained to do this kind of thing. No, absolutely not. You were saying that some people were very engaging, yeah. and, like, very happy to be there and had a lot to say, but some people were kind of cagey and... Yeah. You can decide if you want to cut this or not, depending. <laughs> um, but one of the Nobel laureates has, is known for going for being. So he got his his Nobel his prize quite young, and has since maybe gone off the rails as the <laughs> description. Um, so I, I went to his talk, and it sounded like it was going to be on biophysics, and it turns out it was a, so the talk was titled like, how can 20th century biology, or how can biology aid 20th century physics? I was like, okay, this is going to be a biophysics talk. It's going to be about like mm -hmm. modeling the body with physics. Turns out it wasn't that. Turns out that he okay. So he spent the first like 20 minutes of his talk talking about uh, cold fusion. Okay. And then Good. Proceeded to talk about, or maybe 10 minutes of his talk, and then. Talk, went on about how maybe like in terms of quantum entanglement or like all the, the far-fetched kind of breaking edge physics is that maybe we can't the reason that we're not making progress is because we can't explain it with math okay. and instead we should do like what biology does because they obviously don't use math <laughs> um, and yeah I was very confused and one of my friends who happened to be at the conference as well and I were sitting next to each other and she's like, what is going on? And then we, we googled him and realized that this is the kind of talk that we're getting. Uh, it was actually like, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got to be a smart guy in some way. Yeah, yeah. And then I sat next to him at dinner and it was at one of the dinners and it was... It was real awkward. He's not great. He was not. He's definitely one of those ones that's not trained. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not trained to put his phone down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're in public, honey. Yeah. Whereas, like, some of the other warriors were, like, Stefan Hell in particular. He's known for coming up with, like, 
looking at using microscopy beyond the, the diffraction limit, so looking at really, really, really small things. Um, he was out with the, the, the young scientists the whole time. Like, whenever he wasn't on a panel or something, he was engaged with everyone. That's cool. Yeah. I guess just different personalities. Different personalities, different they're, priorities. They're not getting the award for being personable. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. thanks so much for um, joining me at the Ark and Anchor, thanks the beautiful new Ark and Anchor. Many beautiful murals. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really enjoy this uh, this lunchbox that was delivered and staring you in the face this whole time. Uh, great. Yeah. So I'll probably do a, a sign off okay. live, but I'm gonna make them listen to this awkward sign off first. Great. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks again for coming on the show, Carmen. This is what third time. Second time. Second time. Great. All right. We'll try to get you on a few more times this semester. <laughs> See ya. All right. Bye. Okay, so that was our interview with Carmen. Um, again, I'd really like to thank Carmen for uh, agreeing to talk to me. <laughs> I mean, she talks to me every day, but agreeing to talk to me on a recording device. Uh, next week, we plan to have a geologist come in, so that's going to be exciting. Um, just a reminder that if you, you know, would like to listen to back episodes, we're now putting these up on Spotify. Uh, just search for the Alma Mac. Um, pretty much any podcasting service you'd be able to find us at this point uh yeah so that's it um i guess i'd also like to thank boonie the band who uh gave us this outro music so maybe i'll just let that play out as we uh transition into get lit all right see you next week <laughs>